0: I'm Henry Lin and welcome to better world. Better world is an exploration of badass people doing really cool things. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. Sustainable fashion has always been a big pain point here at better world and talking point. Of course, 10 million tons uh, annually go into the landfill. We talk about that statistic at least seven times in the last uh, 30 episodes. Um, And, It is a challenge that is something that we can directly influence as consumers, uh, as, as woke fashion protesters, and, uh, more importantly, as people who can reuse fashion, recycle fashion, uh, and resell fashion. While we have been uh, kindly dubbed a sustainable fashion podcast recently, um, indicating that we've got to get Ryan Sherman on the phone and uh, talk about those hydrocarbons that I'm really excited about for next episode. Um, we are committed to talking to as many companies who are tackling the circular economy challenges uh, as we did with Thousand Fell. So we have a very special guest with us today, somebody from New Zealand, one of our most favorite countries, not merely because uh, they have a better government than we do. Um, shout out to Nancy Pelosi, though. Um, Maggie. Maggie, please tell us a little bit about your wonderful sustainable fashion company and how you guys came into
1: being. Um, yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to. Um, I've loved listening to the podcast. Um, oh, stop so it. <laughs> um. So it's great to be here. So um. Yeah, we launched uh, a little under four years ago. Uh, I started Maggie Marilyn straight out of university. I always say um, extremely naively so at the age of 21. So it's been quite the wild ride, that's for sure.
0: Bet. When you started it, um, in pre-production, we were talking about your wonderful uh, uh, sustainability strategy guidelines. And we were talking about the fact that you had originally – Uh, notice that the fashion industry was terribly linear and not circular in any capacity. And you, you ended up solving for that, but discovering, uh, that sustainability wasn't just in the supply chain. Um, can you tell us how, uh, you achieved this wonderful vision of yours, which if you don't mind, um, I'm so obsessed with it. I might actually have to read it again. Uh, It is (laughs) to turn the fashion industry around to become circular, transparent, accountable, and empowering. We will leave the world a better place than we found it. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's our founding mission. Uh, I was lucky enough to study sustainability at university, which now in hindsight was pretty – revolutionary I would say you know I don't know many university fashion schools that were you know really teaching the ideals of sustainability you know four or five years ago so uh yeah when I when I went to university it was just like this very unglamorous curtain was pulled back and I graduated honestly not knowing if I wanted to be in fashion anymore I uh it didn't align with my morals or my values of how I saw myself running a business or a business that I wanted to build. So I I thought to myself, gosh, this is just such a broken industry. I don't know if this is my fight. Uh, Shall I just go and work for the UN or just do something better with my time? So I kind of took a couple of months off and, you know, freaking out how I was going to tell my parents that I'd got a degree that I didn't think I was going to use. Um, But then I decided, you know, that um, for me at the time, it did seem like there was a gap in the market for affordable clothing that was made with a conscience. Uh, You know, at the time, sustainability was still pretty niche, to be honest, and it really was owned by – more of the luxury sector that there wasn't brands working in that space that were at a price point that me and my friends could afford you know I got to the stage where I was just buying clothes secondhand clothes op shopping because there was no brands that I really believed in their values so yeah. Decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start my brand. So like um, I was saying to you before, it was definitely very entrenched in supply chain from the beginning. I think in all honesty, that's what I thought building a sustainable, sustainable business was, was to have full traceability within your supply chain, understand the people that manufacture your clothes and use more environmentally friendly fabrics but boy, was I wrong! And it has been, um, yeah, almost going back to school again the last few years. And um, so, yeah, we were primarily a wholesale distributed business when I first started. Our first stockist um, was Nipote, uh, and so yeah, by the end of our first year, we'd kind of landed in every major stockist in the world. So. Uh, it was a complete whirlwind, to be honest, and from a really small town at the top of the North Island in New Zealand. Um, so it had been a roller coaster of a year. Um, but you know, I, I really started Maggie Marilyn, like I was saying before, because I believe the in- industry was really ready for change and that I was here to make a positive difference and to share this mission with the world. Um, And, yeah, at the beginning, I think I saw our global wholesale stock as a platform through, you know, which we could really amplify our sustainability messaging. However, boy, was I wrong. You know, whilst maybe sustainability was one of the largest conversations in 2019, it wasn't back in 2016. You know, retailers literally would say to me, sorry, Maggie, we're not really interested in having this conversation yet. We're not interested in educating our customer. Our customer doesn't care. Um, which just hit me like a ton of bricks um, because, you know, like I was saying before, how can we expect customers to make more informed decisions if we're not informing them first? So, uh, two years into the business, I decided we need to completely recalibrate. And I went on a two year journey of understanding the circular economy and basically going back to design school to understand how to design garments. That could fit within a circular and regenerative system as opposed to, yeah, this linear extractive take, make, dispose system that I didn't learn about really at university. And only through and drenching myself in the industry, I realized how flawed the system truly was.
0: So... uh to get uh, significantly more specific, um, because you did so beautifully on this, I'm just in love with the strategy doc, by the way, like I I'm obsessed. but <laughs> you guys me. got really specific here um, and uh, you aligned your objectives um, with the sustainable development goals of the UN. Uh, yes. We've talked yes. about these a number of different times here on Better World, but just to list them off because the documents got them. Um, uh, as everybody may recall, there's 17 of them. Uh, No poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, uh, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace and justice and strong institutions, and partnership for all the goals. Now, what I noticed that you guys um, uh, had just in listing um all of these out was you had each objective and how they pertained um to each goal you guys really thought about this holistically and that thinking i believe is a deep part of the circular economy so just to uh, give a couple examples um of how you guys did this because this is it's clearly that you it's so clear you studied this shit in university um uh, (laughs) To remove virgin source synthetic fibers from our garments, right? And you guys had your 2020 target of 100% of synthetic fibers you source from post consumer waste. Um, yeah, and we and talked we've achieved, with a lot of different
1: that goal. Guys.
0: Congratulations and thank you. Um, and then. <laughs> uh, 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 the second objective, um, that you guys list was to use recycled fibers, um, and use a minimum of 30%, um, recycled natural fibers in each collection. So, um, while you're garnering it from post-consumer waste, there of course is always the concern, uh, that it still microbeads off in the laundry. It goes into the waterways. Um, it still breaks down in some point and post-consumer waste is not, is, is a great one. Um, but is, you know, one of like the transition uh materials um I, I if you then scroll down um you guys are talking about um the use of organic cotton and of repurposed materials um, responsible chemical use reasonable water usage uh, you know you guys really really get in here um can you tell me yes. um exemplary animal welfare oh can you tell me a little bit about what um after identifying this for your 2020 targets I'm very interested in where you think sustainability goes. What are your 2022 or 2025
1: targets? Where do you think you can get to? Absolutely important question. I mean, it's an interesting journey because we wrote this sustainability strategy uh, towards the end of 2018, and we launched it early 2019. So you know, we're coming and you hit it 2020. Bam! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and so. It's funny looking back at some of these goals because when we first wrote it, we thought, wow, this will be amazing if we achieve this. This is so exciting. And now we look back because we just um, released our update of the goals that we've achieved and what we're yet to achieve by the end of 2020. And we were saying as a team, "Like, boy, this is just like um, not even scraping the surface of where we want to go now. And I guess the conversations that we're now having internally, I guess... Um, yeah it's just crazy how much the conversation has progressed in the you know year and a half since we first wrote it and uh, I think for me the goal was always okay how can we become a sustainable business and by no means are we a sustainable business yet and I know that there's a lot of debate around you know can fashion ever be sustainable but I think for us now we've come to the realization that man, it's not enough to sustain at all. Like we have to be regenerative. Um, Our planet is so sick that we can't just keep it at this point at all. And and what, you know, what are we going to do as a business to contribute to a regenerative economy? Those are the sorts of conversations that we're having now. And don't get me wrong. These are still really new and we're starting to understand what our, you know, um our next sustainability strategy will look like that will bring us out to the end of twenty twenty two but we're having conversations with you know our merino farmers in New Zealand about transitioning to regenerative agriculture, regenerative farming practices, and that's just something that, in all honesty, even two years ago, was not on my radar and um, so I think the important note here is that you have to always be so open to learning and never you'll never ever get to the point where we're like okay we're good we've ticked off our goals we're this amazing company no like there's more room every to grow year, every year oh totally every year we realize oh my god shit we've still got so much to do like are we sustainable no are we regenerative
0: so what are some of those things that you're that you're going towards what are the like what's the next frontier for 2025
1: I think you know a question that we have started to get asked a lot by our customers actually and wider stakeholders in the business is you know how do we grow from here whilst our goal being our end goal to be a regenerative business right like that seems like counterintuitive how can we support growth and the regenerative economy and I think um, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. There's conflict between growth and social and environmental impacts. and um, but I think that, you know, the work that we're doing with our new somewhere line is definitely heading us on, um, the right path towards being a regenerative business. Um, you know, designing our garments that are fit for a circular system, um, you know, designing waste out of our business and and clothing that is made to last. And that's from natural fibers and existing materials and not having this huge drain on natural resources so that, you know, our ambition can still be to grow as a business. But I guess that as we grow in size and influence, we can really, I guess, decouple this growth from the use of resources and our environmental impact Um, so that, you know, we may employ more people, we might, may generate more revenue going forward and clothe more people, but our impact on the environment will be regenerative and that our impact on our supply chain can actually be empowering. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our higher level mission for the next few years and it's pretty ambitious, but we really believe that we can get there. I think you have to believe that you can get there.
0: You really do. And so first off this is awesome and the fact that you've been doing this since 2016 you've been in this game for a long time how are you influencing the rest of the community and the rest just by leading by example of course is sufficient and it's incredible but uh how are you helping the, the rest of the community and the rest of the world get there
1: i think that's why growth is an interesting conversation alongside you know the sustainability conversation because we do realize that in order to have impact in this industry and to change the fundamentals of how our fashion industry operates you know we do need scale for that to have impact uh and so yeah that's that's really our our goal our goal is to not be um, a, a boutique business at the bottom of the world but how can we actually grow to be um An exciting and innovative business that can inspire larger businesses within our industry. And yeah, I think as well, we talk so much about education and educating our customer. uh, And it's really exciting to see how much the conversation of sustainability and fashion has grown in the four years that we've been in business. And now like, the conversations we have with our customers and how they challenge us, I think is the thing that excites me the most. They ask us these questions around growth and how that can be sustainable or how we can actually be regenerative and what does regenerative agriculture even mean. And they challenge us on what we say so that there's no room for greenwashing, which is really exciting. And that's not something that existed four years ago. I don't think.
0: No, it did not. Certainly. Yeah. Um, the majority of uh, the folks that we have had on are focused in um, in certain segments of fashion so either in high fashion or um, we've had a couple in uh, recycle tech fashion um, and the future of sustainability probably is um, a combination of both if not a number of different types of fashion yeah
1: for sure uh, where
0: do you guys see yourselves growing into? I, what types of fashion?
1: I think really and, in uh, the and, and, and where? accessible space, to be honest. I think, um, you know.
0: That's where there's most room for improvement.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think so. I mean, hey, luxury has a lot to answer for as well. Sometimes luxury is no better. They just have thicker margins. But um,
0: right.
1: I, you know, part of one of the many reasons I got onto this journey of circularity and Uh, Creating this new somewhere line was two years ago. I started to receive quite a few emails from customers saying how much they believed in the values of the Maggie Marilyn brand and they wanted that those were values that they shared in and that they wanted to buy into, but it just wasn't something that was attainable to them at all. And they asked if we would ever do a line that was slightly more accessible. So it kind of, um, yeah, it was a bit of a light bulb moment to me that, you know, why should sustainability be a luxury? I, I truly believe that everyone should be able to buy into their values. And, you know, I'm not talking about the fact that we're trying to make a $20 t-shirt, you know, our um, somewhere line starts at, um you know, a $65 t-shirt. But to us, um, that's a price point where we can give our customer a great great quality product that will sit in their wardrobe for a long time yeah. to come and that has the ability to be recycled and sit within a circular system and ensuring that we're empowering everyone in our supply chain and minimizing um, the negative impact that we have on the environment. So I think that's something to me that feels really exciting and where we can... Have the most impact where we can um, appeal to a really wide audience. And that for so long, fashion has been exclusive and fashion has told us, you know, it's for the elite few. Um, And I don't want to build a business like that. I want to build a business that's inclusive. Maggie Marilyn is for everyone. And um, we talk about wanting to change the world and we need everyone to do that. So, yeah.
0: It feels to me like. Uh, fashion has been, uh, really because of people like you, it has been making the turnaround and I don't often give enough credit where it's due. So thank you for it. We're going to take one quick commercial break, um, sure. uh, for a very, very special, um, uh, commercial announcement. Normally we talk about really great companies. Um, today we're talking about movements. Um, better world has talked, uh, an episode 48 uh, with seating sovereignty and a uh, longtime friend, Aaron wise, um, about the travesties that indigenous people have had to suffer. There is a tremendous amount of rage and love, uh, that is being experienced across the U S is extremely important to us at better world that everyone recognizes that they have a voice, that they feel loved and that they feel heard. And while it has, um, unfortunately not been a reality, uh, and is a, as Sean King notes, not a one system problem, but a 30,000 micro system problem. Um, we support the work of those people who are out there peacefully protesting and attempting, uh, to make real systemic change. Uh, as of June 23rd, uh, there is uh, a primary election in New York. We encourage everybody to vote and encourage everybody that those 30,000 microsystems, um, which are uh, jails, uh, police departments, um, the, uh, even educational institutions that are part of uh, the challenge with racism um, and the challenge that is so inherent, of course, in the U.S. and not as inherent. Um, worldwide though, very, very much apparent, um, worldwide in other areas, um, uh, is something that you can change here in the U S we're encouraging everybody to donate, um, uh, to causes and to vote. Um, it is a, it is a very tough time and our support goes out to all those who have been affected by this. We are back and, um, I'm going to have to make some type of terrible joke in order, uh, to bring the mood back up. Um, (laughs) but, uh, that aside, um, we are with Maggie and, uh, Maggie, I wanted to focus in a little bit on what you think, um, uh, the average user can do to make the world better after having studied this problem, um, you know, in university and having attacked it as a company since 2016, um, I would love to hear uh, your perspective because I believe it is probably unique. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's unique as, as opposed to just um, doing the right thing as a customer. And I think the right thing is asking more questions from the brands, uh, businesses, organizations that you associate yourself with, work for, buy from. Uh, I think that's where it all starts Uh, and that's where my journey started you know at university asking more questions around you know how can a t-shirt actually be made for twenty dollars let's break this down and, and understand how people everyone in the supply chain can actually be treated fairly for that amount um and so yeah I think asking questions leads to answers and um knowledge is power and once you have that knowledge uh you can make empowering decisions for not only yourself but um, the future of our planet
0: so most specifically one of the things that i've heard from you and uh, you know i've also read in your former sustainability um uh, objectives is uh, of course to be a responsible shopper um because you've identified um uh, sourcing of responsible materials yeah um uh, and um you've also made it very apparent that we should all recognize um how we are contributing to the sustainable development goals yeah if your company is going to be um active in how your work applies um so should our conscious consumption yeah uh so um i encourage everybody to take a look at the un sustainable goals again
1: absolutely and
0: to start committing them softly to your mind, not in a hard memorization. Um, but to think about the microplastics, uh, that end up, um, from your synthetic fibers, uh, directly in the ocean to think about, um, how water usage, uh, contributes or, or, or does not, uh, or is a factor, excuse me, in the production, um, of your garments. Yeah. Um, you know, the cotton is just one of the biggest water users out there. Um, uh, so be careful. Um, uh, with your cottons and, um, to think about how, uh, the, uh, carbon footprint is influenced, um, by uh, your personal carbon footprint is influenced um, by your waste, um, by how you handle your garments, by how you recycle them, by how you treat them. Um, uh, but most importantly, as Maggie's pointed out, if you're spending the 60 bucks on a really, really great garment, it's lasting you longer. Um, it's a better garment uh, don't, don't go down that, that path of, of just buying cheaper. Um, uh, if you do not have to, uh, because it has all sorts of effects down the chain.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: are, are there any other things that you'd like to throw into the back end of that?
1: I don't know. I think you kind of covered everything. I think the, the overarching message is to just be a more conscious consumer in every aspect of your life. And um, you know, I, I do really believe that it's up to businesses and organizations mm. to do uh, the tough work and the groundwork of uh, making a better product for their customers. I really believe that. But I, I think that as a customer, you know, customers have enormous power in voting with their dollar and deciding to support uh, a small local business as opposed to, um, a larger corporate, I think that, uh, yeah, understand the power that you really have to, um, to, to change the world. So, yeah.
0: So out of curiosity, um, uh, just before we go, uh, what's in the new fashion line? Uh, and, uh, where can I get it? Can you give me the website, uh, and the Instagram please?
1: Yeah, sure. So you can find us at uh and at Maggie Marilyn on Instagram. We haven't gotten to TikTok yet. That is a whole wild new world that I don't understand. I have a 15-year-old sister. Right. And she's had to sit right. me down and explain what TikTok means and that her friends don't use Instagram. So, um, it's yeah. It's too crazy. It's a whole new world, that's for sure.
0: Well, thank you very, very much for the time, uh, Maggie, and we really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and um, love listening to the podcast and thank you for also fighting the good fight.
0: We're out here trying. (laughs) I'm Henry Lynn, and this has been another episode of Better World. Uh, Join us next time uh, for something that may or may not be outside of fashion. We just don't know. Thanks again, Maggie. Have a great one, everyone, and stay safe out there.